First this morning, developers of wind and solar projects are on notice to do better when scoping out locations for their renewable projects, a new report accusing them of sowing deep mistrust and anxiety in rural communities. Energy Infrastructure Commissioner Andrew Dyer yesterday released his review into renewable infrastructure engagement, recommending a new rating system for operators. The Energy Minister, Climate and Energy Minister Chris Bowen, accepted all nine recommendations in the review, saying a star rating system would weed out the cowboys from the industry. Other recommendations include early local collaboration with landholders for access to their properties and keeping communities better informed on energy transition goals. The Commissioner says the energy transition has the potential to be lucrative for landholders if it's conducted properly, but warns the current rash of development is damaging. The review was a response to fury in rural communities at the prospect of thousands of kilometres of overhead high-voltage transmission lines that will be crisscrossing their farms in order to connect the massive wind and solar projects to the new grid. Farmers and tourism operators are unhappy with the way the industry has been negotiating. So, will this review appease the issues raised by farmers across Australia? Reg Kidd is a farmer from Orange. I spoke with him earlier about the recommendations, asked him if he's reassured by the review's recommendations. It, it really proves what we've been saying for several years, that there's huge issues out there in planning and there hasn't been genuine engagement or consultation with individuals or communities and that's causing uh, lots of conflicts out there and mental health to a lot of people. And real people are bearing the cross, so to speak, of a lot of these renewable energy uh, pro- processes and programs without having genuine input. So what are you most concerned about? I've been to so many meetings right across the state and most of the ones that I'd been to earlier in the piece, they were talking to you. They were very busy, didn't even take questions. You were getting conflicting and vague information. There's a big change or not change, variances in the sort of contracts people have been offered. So that that's leading to conflict even within communities. Yeah. yeah. I know a number of people that it's affected the health. Tell me about the, the mental health impacts. Tell me about the stress on the communities. How's that playing out? And is that mainly around money? What's it about? It's just not about money. It's about your livelihood. And some of these places where they've sort of drawn a line on the map to put transmission towers. Now, you know, they, they're quite big. And, you know, and you might have that transmission line going through your property. Well, that's what you're going to be looking at. That does affect your farming practices. You may not have the transmission lines or the turbines on your property or the solar panels on your property, but you may be on the neighbouring property. Now, the one... Uh, meeting I was at the other night, you will see these wind turbines from many, many, many kilometres away. So that affects, if you like, well, in the area where I was, it's quite an iconic valley, a very, very pretty valley. Well, it does affect a whole heap of people in various sorts of ways. And, um, you know, and I can imagine uh, people find it hard, but I think I just say to people, imagine at your place where you live, in front of your flat, in front of your house, it doesn't matter where you live, they're just going to put a gigantic transmission tower out the front of your 
front door mm. or in your driveway, what would you think about it? Mm. Renewable energy is the future. Australia and the world is switching yep. to renewable energy. This needs to yep. happen. The government's yep. recommending now a star rating system so we get better operators. Um, the, the commissioner has said this has the potential to be very lucrative for farmers. If the consultation process is more straightforward and if the remuneration is adequate, would that get rural communities on board? It would certainly help. Look, a mandatory code of conduct on how you do these things for transmission and large renewable projects that's fair and equitable and the same ones used right across Australia would certainly help. You know, the different uh, big corporates are all acting in different sorts of ways and, as I said, you get this conflict information and vague information and that's really unsettling to people and that gets a lot of distrust. And as I said, I've got solar on my place right here where I live and I've had it for 16 years. We're saying that, yeah, we're, we're not against renewables. Let's plan properly, not just have someone bureaucrat in an office somewhere drawing lines on maps and here's a good place for it. And these large corporates come in, we've got millions and millions of dollars, big corporate lawyers and everything, and it's almost sort of uh, threatening people. It's not engaging communities. Okay. That's what's really important. That's Reg Kidd. He's a sheep and cattle farmer and also the chair of the New South Wales Farmers Energy Transition Working Group. I'm joined now by the Energy Infrastructure Commissioner, Andrew Dyer. Commissioner Welcome to Saturday Extra. Uh, welcome, Fran. Thanks for having me on. Well, Andrew, you heard Reg there. He says these big renewable operators are coming in with their vague, complex and conflicting plans and big checkbooks. Is he right? What's going on out there? Oh, it's a very complex landscape uh, that would inspire you to become the beach uh, ambassador uh, on, a, on a good day. I like <laughs> the sound of that gig. Um, look, on the rating scheme that Reg talked about, uh, the inspiration for that was actually some work we've had uh, received from the Queensland Farmers Federation, and they've put out a fantastic toolkit uh, to help landholders navigate the very complex world of renewable energy and transmission. But it, it has about 150 questions down the back of it that uh, it recommends farmers ask developers before they come in for you know tea and scones, mm. and uh, which are great, they're all the right questions. But we did sit back and think, well, why should we put that burden on the landholder to do that assessment? Um, when you take your tractor down to the John Deere deal to get it serviced, um, you assume that he's licensed, uh, he, he knows how to, to fix the... Uh, the, uh, the problem. Um, he's got the right software, the right tool, mm. toolkits and what have you. Um, so we, we really want to take the burden away from landholders to have to do uh, you know, very detailed due diligence on, on developers, but also um, remove unnecessary development. Uh, the, the ratings will help uh, uh, a range of uh, stakeholders. Uh, in fact, a large developer called me yesterday saying that um, it will help them because they often buy projects from smaller developers and they want to avoid buying bad projects. Okay, so t tell me a bit more about the rating system because I have to say, after hearing you and Reg, sounds a bit like the Wild West out there. You know, I guess the government's $20 billion rewriting the nation transmission project was always going to open up a bit of a gold rush of new wind and solar. That's what it's meant to do because we need it to hit the target of 82% renewables. But to labour yes. the metaphor, where there's a gold rush, there's cowboys. Would you describe some of these renewable operators currently as cowboys? Um, there are ones that will rate well and ones that will rate uh, not so well. But the, the intent of the scheme is to... Uh, it, it's voluntary. You, you don't have to... Uh, 
to, to join, uh, but membership will have benefits. Um, but we do want to motivate the people that are doing a good job, and there are many that are doing a good job, to, to keep doing that and do better. And for the ones that are marginal, um, for them to make a decision about where their, their future business lies. You also, in your report, you found that the rush for new solar and wind projects is creating, I'm quoting, anxiety and mistrust in rural communities, and, and that's exactly what we heard from Reg there. So apart from the, the star rating system, which would help, how can that trust be re-established? As you say, this shouldn't be for the landholders to sort out. Is the, the governments need to get more involved here? Has this been too unregulated? Uh, compared to other uh Industries and the history of this particular industry, this is a very uh, unplanned uh, open uh, access model, which probably worked for a period of time to get uh, uh, scale up and to get uh, you know, things like wind and, and solar to be economic. So, But I think it's a time where you have to sit back and say, if we're going to seriously replace uh, coal, we have to know what power stations to build, where to build and what size. Now, what happens with a project like, uh, or a power line like the NI West here in Victoria, is that uh, it probably has a capacity to hold, to sorry, to, to connect, yeah, you know, four to five thousand megawatts of, of capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to have a power station of about one thousand megawatts to connect to that power line because it's a five hundred kilovolt power line. You it's not the sort of thing you plug your toaster into. Um, and then that then starts to frame what should be happening. And you, you should have probably four or five projects, you know, say two solar, two wind, and get on with the job. But uh, at the moment, we've probably got 30 plus uh, developers um, going up and down that power line uh, looking for land. Um, okay, so, then... so if I'm understanding you, the danger is not that we're going to be not building enough to to either build those 10,000 kilometres of high voltage lines or to connect to them to hit our target. But we could be overbuilding or, as you said earlier, I think, you know, building unnecessary projects. I, I doubt, Fran, that we'll overbuild, but we may build in the wrong spots and we may, uh, in the process, uh, terrorise communities that uh, uh, about projects that will never happen. Well, that would be hopeless, wouldn't it? Yeah, so it, that's are, we are we too late to, to intervene and to stop this? Are there projects currently being built in the wrong place? They're probably uh, well progressed or not well progressed in the planning and approval stage. Um, so I think we are at a point in time where we can make the right interventions to get the ship on the right course. Andrew, your report says the energy transition has the capacity to be lucrative for landholders. But as we heard from Ridge there, it's not just about money, it's also about sort of outlook and environment. How do you get around that? Or, to be blunt, do you think more money on the table for farmers and others would blast through the mistrust and the bottlenecks? I think the money, getting the money right is important. Um, it, 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 it is an impost on the land to, ha to host... Uh, a solar farm or a wind farm or a power line and there should be some due compensation for that and there's all sorts of mechanisms around to test for what should be right there but uh, it, it's also the broader um, engagement that needs to be done well if, if people are not treated with respect and fairly and with integrity um, if the processes are, are, are hopeless that uh, proponents and and you know transmission companies are using to try and progress things then that creates a, what I call engagement fatigue. 
Um, people get sick of having to respond to lots of letters, uh, attend lots of sessions that uh, turn out to be unnecessary. So it, it's it's a whole package of things that have to come together, which includes okay. money, but as I think Reg nicely articulated, is not just about money. Andrew, I'm sure we'll be speaking further about this. Thank you so much for joining us, joining us this morning. Thanks, Fran. All the best. Andrew Dyer is the Energy Infrastructure Commissioner who released his long-awaited report into community engagement, how to do it better. Seems like we're doing it pretty badly right now. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.